You're listening to Very Loose Women. Hello, you're listening to Very Loose Women. We're recording from my house in Camberwell. I'm here with Sula. Hello. This is a bit of a different format where we've decided to pick moments from our lives. So three mm-hmm. anecdotes and we are going to discuss them. So first of all, let's start with Sula. What was the moment that you decided to leave your therapist? Okay, so I'll give you some context to my therapy. And that is, I started to go December 2016. um, But around that time, I had a diagnosis for depression. And um, that is something I'm going to be talking about. Um, in this um, mini episode so if there is something that listeners um, maybe want to not listen to then that's absolutely fine but yeah so I was diagnosed with depression around that time and I was about 18 19 years old and for a, a, a while I didn't take it seriously I thought oh all of these things that Um, people do say about depression that you're just pathetic or you're not really I don't know you can get over it very easily I thought that were true and so I I didn't take depression seriously and it wasn't until someone turned around and said you know I really think that you should try therapy at the very least and I think I was up for trying different things and so that was when I first went to therapy And the therapist I had, she was nice, but I felt like the kind of therapy she was focusing on wasn't helpful towards me. So it was all very family-based and kind of, this is how you grow up and how do you think that affects your life now? And I didn't like that. That was too wide-ranging for you. Yeah, and I also felt like I wasn't there because of family trauma or I wasn't there because, you know, of those sorts of things, even though those things might have... She seems right on for me. ...helped contribute. <laughs> um, I was there because um, I couldn't make sense of how I was feeling okay. in that moment of time. And so I was only able to go to see her for 10 weeks because my university helped me just pay for a 10-week stint. And I also think that that kind of close-ended therapy puts pressure on you to feel like you've made progress. Mm. So, so you you wanted to see a therapist uh, because you weren't feeling, you didn't understand why how you're feeling. You didn't want, um, you wanted a particular sort of environment from your therapist, and you knew that, and your university was paying. Yeah, um, and I left that first therapist, and um, the university they only had a certain fund for each student to help and because of how expensive that first therapist was um i'd used my allotted fund um but they helped me find trainee therapists at a center called the minster center in queen's park but yeah so i was referred by my university and um the therapist i saw i saw her then for 2 years almost every week. I felt like we did a lot in those two years. Um, I felt like I came to terms with the fact that um, I had this depression and um, 
I could better understand how I was feeling. So a lot of the time I would say, she'd be like, oh, you know, how are, how are you feeling? And I'd be like, well, I think that I feel sad. I think that I feel frustrated. Mm. And she would always say, I understand that, you know, you know, you feel like you, or you think that you should be feeling a certain way, but I want to help you figure out how you're actually feeling. Yeah. And all of that is valid, however you're feeling. That's something that I still struggle with. So it got to a point where I'd been on, I'd also been on antidepressant medication and then um, had come off them. um, And I was moving on to kind of the time where I was going to begin my master's degree. Um, And I felt like I was dealing with things better. Um, We used a lot of metaphors and how I was gaining the emotional tools to be able to help me climb a emotional mountain, if you like. And um, I'd phrase it as, oh, I feel like I've got to a stream or a pond and I'm stuck and all of that kind of thing. And then we'd we'd work a couple of weeks on that um, particular thing and I'd feel like, oh, I've got this um, hammer or I've got this rope to add to my, my bag of emotional tools. So framing it like that was really helpful. But then... And I felt like I was getting to the point where I wanted to see how I was away from therapy. And we started to discuss, oh, you know, how do we, how do we end this? Because it was, it was always open-ended. Um, and I was like, you know, how do, I, how do I come to signing off, if you like? So the reason why you decided to leave was that you felt you could cope with things and you knew, you knew what your emotions were. Yeah, I, I felt better. Okay. Um, and do you think that was because of the therapy? Definitely. I definitely think there were moments when that therapy saved me from something. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. So in the last session... um, Did you know it was going to be your last session? Yeah, yeah. We kind of made that decision. Um, But it was always, you know, there was no pressure. If I didn't feel like I I was ready, then I didn't need to. Um, But... I was, I went in and we sat down as we usually did and, um, you know, and she always would start with, you know, how are you, how are you feeling today? Celebrations um, and frustrations. Basically, uh, our own version of celebrations and frustrations. And it went like that. And then I really can't remember what we talked about, but um, the significant thing for me was the ending of this session because every week she'd been like, and we've come to time, you know. She would end the session, I'd have my... I'd, I'd leave and I'd go about my day and walk down that, that road um, in Queen's Park and back up to the station. And I'd go through this whole mental process I'd, and I'd done it every week for two years. Um, and then it kind of... I could see that it was approaching the time. And she said, when you're ready, you end, feel free to end the session. Um, sort of handing the baton yeah baton yeah not oh. baton <laughs> I'm not French um, well yeah um, yeah so she, we were there and I waited I think it was about two three minutes or so and then I said okay I'm I'm ready to go and that was so you, you both just sat in silence for three minutes because you, yeah. you didn't want to move yeah I think I 
I don't know if I felt like that moment was still in time, you know. And um, what was going through your head during those three minutes? Well, it was, am I ready for this? What will my life be like not in therapy? Because at that point, I'd been so absorbed into this world of having a mental illness, not feeling like it was a mental illness, not taking it seriously, then taking it seriously, not being able to talk about it, and then telling this stranger um, my whole life for two years. And there was something very significant after that session. So we stood up and I gave her this note. I'd written a note for her to say thank you, but I, I really, again, I can't remember what it said. And there was this thing I said to her, and I feel really weird, like, why did I say that in that mm. way? And I was like, you know, the only thing that I know about you is your name. And that was it. Like, I, nothing. I definitely had a really sherry CBT therapist where I know a lot more than her. <laughs> so that's really surprising to me. Yeah. But yeah, my first, th- like, it was again through university, it was free. Uh, actually, all the therapists I've ever seen are free because I feel awkward about paying mm. for therapy. Um, not that they should be paid, but it's more on my end. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that first one, I know her name and that's it. Um, and it had a huge impact on my life and she didn't say much. Yeah. And it's, it's super weird because you think this person has helped save you from something. If you are struggling from depression or anxiety, other mental health issues, then Samaritans is a really good charity. Um, and MIND um, are also a really great charity and resource. And there are low-cost therapy sessions out there if that is something that you're looking for. But do talk to your doctor and talk to people around you who you feel um, safe to talk to, because I think that's the most important thing with lots of mental illnesses, but especially my experience. Um, Talking really did help. Uh, you have been listening to Very Loose Women. You can find more of our back catalogue and our archive on www.acast.com forward slash Very Loose Women. Uh, we're obviously on iTunes and Spotify and all the rest of it. Please follow us on Twitter. And really importantly, please can you leave comments saying that you like our show because sometimes we still we see our stats go up but we feel very lonely on the internet and we like to know that you're listening to us and like our work. Thanks for listening. <laughs>